Hi everyone, this is Kishore Chandra and uh, we're here for chit chat with myself and Jai Jagannath Prabhu. We come on here every night at 6 p.m. and we talk about spiritual topics, about chit, uh, Sanskrit word for knowledge. So we've been going at it over a hundred episodes now. I believe that this is episode 110, 111, I think, something like this. So we've been going at it for a while. Um, Jai Jagannath is here, so we'll get started in just a moment. Okay. Oh my god. Hari Bol. Wow. Sorry. That's Where are you? <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm in an industrial building. I'm actually in a really nice apartment. Um, but just, I'm you, just, you just happen to be sitting next to the exhaust pipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, apologies. The other side of the apartment has this loud air conditioner. Mm. So I came over here so it wouldn't be as loud. No, it's good. You're good. <sighs> and I'm having a little allergy issue. So if I'm like holding my face half the thing. Oh, no. I, I know. It just started irritating me suddenly. I'm also a little tired. Well, get some energy. <laughs> at least for a half hour. <laughs> oh, so Krishna. We wanted to explore fear today. I, yeah, it's a big one. I kind of brought up at the end of yesterday's chit chat that although it looks like friends and enemies were kind of getting caught into this du dualism. Mm where yes. uh, you know someone is my friend and someone is my opponent and um and i was attributing really that dualism and the arguments that come from either side of a dualism to be fundamentally based on fear mm. it's fear that's creating these conditions and so that the real enemy of the soul is fear mm. And, um, and unless we overcome that enemy of the soul, then, yeah, the, all the things that we're encountering in life is, um, will continue as they were unless fear is conquered. Anyway, let's start off with a shloka. I have a really cool shloka. Go for it. This is from, well, I don't know where it's from, actually. Um, it's from one Sanskrit literature. Cool. So you can see this word payam comes up a lot. Yeah. Mm. So the verse says that in enjoyment, poge, there is fear of disease, rogabhayam. And family reputation, there is fear of falling, kule chutebhayam. You have a family reputation that goes down for whatever reasons. Mm. Um, and wealth, there is fear of kings, <laughs> taxes. <laughs> of course, not in modern times because now the cheating is so profound that the more rich you are, the more you're able to get around that tax problem, it seems. Yep. 
Mm. When there is um, prestige, there is fear of humiliation. Mm. And power, pale, there is fear of an enemy or adversary. Rupi mm. and, be- and beauty, there is fear of old age. And scriptural erudition, there's fear of learned opponents. Mm. And virtue, there's fear of wicked, vilifying persons. Mm. And body, there's fear of death. For human beings, everything in this world is coupled with fear. Sarve vastu payamitam. And only the worship of the feet of Vishnu can bestow this fearlessness. Mm. So I thought this was a cool shloka to start off with. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting to analyze how all movement in the world of matter is fundamentally informed by fear. Um, we don't often think about that. I certainly don't. But um, yeah, everything in this world, in this world of matter, is fundamentally informed by fear. You know, the fear, let's say, being rejected, not meeting certain goals, being um, cheated on. I mean, survival, that's a big mm. one, seems to be becoming more of a big issue as the situation around mm. COVID and all this is intensifying. Um, so, yeah, and as I was mentioning, as long as the consciousness is arrested by fear, it's hard to really elevate or it's hard to really focus on higher level things. Mm. And fear makes people do really funny things to one another, to, and even in our, in our attempts to escape the anxieties that come along with whatever we're afraid of. Mm. Uh, we tend to do, if not funny things to others, we tend to do really funny, we tend to do really funny things to ourselves when we're trying to escape fear. Yes. And so, yeah, this is, this is my starting point. I've, I mean, I'm personally, I think about this and I've observed it that, um, yeah, it's really hard to think of higher things and to direct the consciousness higher when it's arrested by fear. Mm. And the, the world situation is one that is uneasy, that naturally puts one into great fear um, or to some fear, if not great fear. And Mm -hmm. as a result of that fear, our consciousness tends to get absorbed in the object of fear instead of in our higher purposes in life. Yeah, I mean, it's why. Something, I think that, you know, I I feel very like, I don't know, for some reason I feel very like, I don't know, like kind of um, a little like, not my jolly self today for some reason. I had like a very difficult conversation this morning with somebody about a lot of like the politics that are going on in the world. Um, It was a good conversation, but it was just a very sobering conversation um, about a lot of the politics that are going on. You know, we've talked about a lot of this um, cultural appropriation accusations that are going on in the yoga studios like this. And I was really, when I was having this conversation, Um, kind of what was in the back of my mind and then came to the forefront of my mind was how we left off our chit chat yesterday in regards to fear and how when you really like start to peel back the layers, when you really start to peel back the layers, like you really start to see that the reason people are, are doing things, 
the way that they're moving, the way that they're speaking, the way that they're behaving and acting, so much of it is based off of fear. And I'm thinking specifically, it's based off of fear and it's based off of um, my attachment and my addiction to material sense enjoyment. Yes. And so we know this, this raga dwesha, like my, my attachment and my aversion. So I become very attached to the things that bring me, you know, supposed happiness, but a better word would be pleasure, pleasure to my senses, the things that, that you know, bring me that false sense of material enjoyment. And yes. then I become, you know, Dvesha, I become uh, averse or I run away from the things that are blocking me from enjoying, from the things that are bringing me pain and suffering. Yes. And so much of our life is lived like that. It's just this back and forth, you know, this like, oh, this thing or this person or this job or this idea, it's going to bring me, you know, happiness or joy or whatever. And, and therefore, I like, you know, I kind of like postpone, not postpone, that's not the right word. I kind of like gloss over my fear, you know, or like I put it, I put it, I put it somewhere else. I like compartmentalize yes. it, even though that's what's driving it. Yes. Uh, it's so easy to just get in like, oh, this yummy thing, you know, this, oh, this person, yes. this cookie, you know, this thing. Escape. And so, escape. 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 Yeah. I'm wanting to escape the fear, which is, you know, only natural because fear is right. a very scary thing. But I wanted to bring up you know, because fear and fear, I feel like is a, uh, you know, we are afraid of suffering or we are afraid of pain and we are, we don't, people don't want to, to suffer. People don't want to feel emotional pain or um, physical pain for that matter. And so with this whole COVID situation, it's been such a thing in the forefront because people are feeling so much suffering and pain because of loss loss of job and career and financial stability, loss of self, loss of loved ones, like so much like this. But something that I asked, you know, I'll end with this, something that, I'll, that I asked, because I was going through it, I lost, you know, keep, the loss keeps on going. <laughs> it's just, yes. it keeps on going. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but I remember I was in a very specific space in my life where I was like, the loss was very palpable. I was just like, oh my God, it's thing after thing after thing. And I was like, and I remember we had a meeting uh, maybe a month ago now uh, mm -hmm. with our with our Guru Maharaj and I specifically asked him, like, how do we deal with this? Like, how do we deal with all this pain, all this suffering? And I think what I didn't get to the crux of that question, perhaps, was that it's more, and maybe he spoke about it, it's less about, like, the pain and the suffering because his answer was, like, that's a reality. It's more yes. about my fear of the pain and the suffering or how I am contextualizing how I am seeing the, the pain and the suffering, you know, mm. because I become so averse to it that I'm caught in this duality, you know, I'm caught in like, I'm not, re I'm not really focusing myself on my, on Krishna, you know, because yes. Krishna is the one that's going to take away the actual fear. It's not the job. It's not the, you know, relationship, it's not the car or like whatever, you know, it's not any of those things. Those are escape mechanisms. And yes. I love, I love the verse that you started out with because it's like every single thing that we do, there is fear. Like if I get the job, well, there's fear of losing the job. You know, yes. if I get, if I get the girl or the boy, there's fear of losing them, you know, yes. and you see that in couples a lot. Like people get jealous or, you know, they get very like uh, attached, codependent, uh, prestige. There's fear of humiliation which I'm seeing a lot of right now because oh, totally. Absolutely. all these in the context of like all these yoga studios and stuff like that, like there's so much fear of 
humiliation that all these people are like putting out statements or like trying to like uh yeah you know, fear fear of being called out and canceled yeah fear Absolutely. of being called out and canceled like this fear of not knowing your shit you know stuff like that so i think like oh yeah so the last point i'll make is that guru Maharaj said that like yes he said pain and suffering are um that's a given you know that's a given and that's going to come along with life and that the more and more we practice our devotional sadhana and our bhakti, then our relationship with that pain and that suffering changes. And that the pain is still gonna be there, you know, I'm gonna yes. get cut, I'm gonna get cut either physically or emotionally, still gonna hurt. However, my relationship and how I process that is going to change. And therefore, I think that's really where these, you know, there's so many beautiful prayers about how when we take shelter of Krishna's lotus feet, he takes away fear and we are able to be fearless. And I think that's really what it's getting to. It's like the pain and the suffering is still gonna be there, but I won't be afraid of it yeah. anymore, you know? Yes, I am. Um, so in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, mm. chapter 16 is called Daiva, Daiva Asura Sampat Yoga. Mm -hmm. Each chapter of Gita is referred to as some sort of yoga. And chapter 16 is called Daiva Asura Sampat Yoga, which means divine and demonic assets. That's how it's generally translated. Daiva means divine assets and asura means demonic assets. And it's kind of the chapter itself is a continuation from chapter 15, where Krishna is kind of giving a sort of worldview of, of matter by describing mm. it as an upside down banyan tree. Yes. And the, you know, the leaves are the Vedas, the roots are upward, the branches are downward, there's secondary branches that represents attachment and aversions and so on. So he gives like this whole description of this upside down banyan tree, how the souls are traveling from branch to branch, which represents different bodies or different planetary systems and so on. But he kind of didn't talk about the fruits of the tree. Mm. So in chapter 16, he wants to talk about the fruits of the tree because he kind of left that part out in his description in chapter 15. And so the fruits are the divine fruits and the asuric fruits. Yeah. So the divine fruit in terms of matter means basically satoguna. And the uh, asura, the, the demonic fruits are come from Rajas and Tamas. And so the idea is that those who eat from the, the tree of sattva or the fruit of sattva, they develop the divine assets. And those who eat from the tree of Rajas and Tamas, passion and ignorance, then they develop asuric assets. So in the first three verses of that chapter 16, he gives a long list of the divine assets i think about mm -hmm. 26 qualities are mentioned there and the very first quality he mentions is abhaya mm. which means fearless mm. and i remember when i first was reading that so these when it says divine divine doesn't exactly mean transcendent it, it means like the qualities that are most conducive for moving towards transcendence the qualities of the mode of goodness yeah and the first part he mentions is fearless, which I found fascinating because fearlessness isn't something that you would normally, or at least before when I was joining new, fearlessness is not a quality that comes to mind when you think of virtue, virtuous qualities. Like if you were asked many people, like even we can ask the audience or those of you who are hearing, I'm just curious about this. But if you were to ask someone to give a list of virtues, Fearlessness is not something that comes like immediately to mind, at least not mm. for me. Like compassion comes to mind, mm. empathy, tolerance, nonviolence, 
loving. You know, you, mm. there are a lot of different, like, you know, popular buzzwords and other things that you consider virtuous. But you, fearlessness is not something that immediately, what, I mean, what about you? Does that immediately come to mind when you think of virtues? I no, mean, talking it, about it in this context, you're like, yeah, but if, like, generally, without this philosophical context, would you think of fearlessness as a virtue? Like, if someone were to ask you. No, because especially being raised as, like, you know, Judeo-Christian. Yeah, God-fearing. Like, like it, it's, not, it's all, not only, like, God-fearing. It's, like, you should be terrified, you know? Like, you should be <laughs> terrified. And I feel, like, I feel like so much fear was instilled. I mean, I grew up, my religion was, like, very intense. But there was so much fear instilled of, like, the world and, like, people and God. And it was, it was, it was never spoken in that, in that sense. No, yeah, I, I, I never thought that. Yeah, I know. So, um, so when I was reflecting on it, I haven't reflected on it in a while, but it just didn't occur to me that, like, I couldn't understand why fearlessness was like the first thing Krishna mentions on the list. Like, mm. why is that the first thing that was mentioned on the list? But it didn't occur to me until many years later, the relationship between the degradation of the soul and fear. Mm. Like, I, and I still haven't thought about it in a long time, but how and maybe i'll ask this question on facebook it would be interesting to see the different answers that might come up but how does fear degrade the psyche mm -hmm. and ultimately degrade the soul in the sense that it keeps the soul trapped trapped in material consciousness mm -hmm. so if you can make the connection between fear and the degradation of humanity then it's easy to understand why fearlessness is such an important virtue to be cultivated a virtue to be eaten off of the tree of satoguna so to speak mm. a virtue that has to be grown mm. but until we have have a sort of clear understanding of the relationship between human degradation and fear then you don't one would not actually think about the uh virtue of the virtues of fearlessness mm. anyway not to, I, i'm i'm i would be curious to hear people's answers from chit chat maybe we can do a question air on, on our stories or something like share your realizations on how fear degrades human psyche but mm. at least in terms of how i brought it up yesterday just if you're looking at the the degradation of human interaction today on practically all platforms it seems like social media is a, social media is literally a a, a shit show like it's literally <laughs> people you know at each other's throats you know and that's just like literally uh, like sort of a microcosm of what's happening on a more world level yeah and there we have many excuses we have many explanations i should say rather for why that is the case mm. but actually it is fear that motivates all these sorts of activities and, and the degradation that's taking place and so fearlessness becomes absolutely essential uh, mm. at least Christian mentioned, this is the, the very first quality you mentioned. You have to develop fearlessness. I'm thinking that, <clears throat> you know, something that's so very specific about our philosophy, which I find fascinating. It's one of my favorite things about our philosophy is about how a lot of our practices are in preparation for death. Mm. And a lot of our practices are in preparation for those, fi those final moments mm. and how those final moments are like really, really important. Whereas like when you look at other religions, it's almost like it doesn't matter. Like it's a given, you know, it's like you're just you're just going to you're just going to go somewhere. It's going to it's going to happen just like that. Right. And whereas in our philosophy, Krishna is specifically saying 
that, um, you know, whoever's thinking of me when they leave this world, like they will attain me. And right. so really so much of our philosophy is like, how do I fix my consciousness on Krishna so that when, you know, chit hits the fan and like, whether that be, you know, and it's like, we, none of us know when that's going to be for, 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 for us, you know? So it's like, how can I fix my consciousness on Krishna so that when that time comes, I can have my consciousness fixed on Krishna, you know? And I think that's where fearlessness comes in because it's like, the degradation of the body, like the physical degradation of the body is very like serious, grave, sad, you know, scary, scary. scary. It's a scary <laughs> thing. It's a scary thing. I remember last year. Uh, no, it wasn't last year. It was the year before last. It was like at the end of 2018. Right. My aunt passed away and it was like the first time that I was old enough to like remember someone physically passing away like that because my grandparents passed away, but I was like 10, you know? So like, I remember, but I was still 10. But yeah, so anyway, I was like in the hospital with her a lot. I was going to visit her a lot. And you see the degradation of the body. Like, you know, you, you go one day and they look one way and then you go two days later and they're like emaciated. And it's like, oh my God, it's like, wow. And it's like, that requires a shit ton of fearlessness to be able to not let your mind be degraded in those moments. It's right. like, come on, like right now, you know, we live in a society, this is the kind of stuff that pisses me off, that like we live in a society right now where it's like someone calls someone else something or, you know, I get called out for whatever or, or my feelings get hurt. And now all of a sudden I have license to just like be, um, you know, like participate in degrading behavior to just like do whatever I want, yes. pop off, to pop yes. if, off. Like if you're this. a victim, you get a pass. Yes, if you're a victim, um, you get a pass. So and I'm just like, really? Like, so my feelings get hurt and therefore I get to, you know, while out and do whatever I want. And this is, this is how I'm dealing with, you know, my feelings getting hurt. It's like, what's gonna happen to us when like our bodies are like decomposing, when our bodies are like emaciating? I'm not going to get to pop off on social media. I mean, that would be ridiculous if you're doing that when you're dying. I mean, <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> like Get that last comment and that last statement, <laughs> that last story. And, and before I go, she said, it's like, really? Cool. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, it's so funny because I feel like that might be, you know, that might be a reality for some people. Like, you know, it might mm -hmm. be a reality for some people. Maybe not so gross in the sense of being attached to the phone, but yes, in the sense of like, a lot of people die in a way that's very bitter, in a way that's very angry or resentful. You know, uh, so often people that work in these kinds of environments um, doing like uh, end of life kind of uh chaplaincy or that kind of stuff they always say that people at that time in life they're always regretting they have so many regrets yeah so people so people get really sad people get very angry people get very resentful bitter and that is not you know spiritual consciousness yes. and so it's like uh i really i was looking to at this at this verse in bhagavad-gita 4 9 where krishna is speaking about right it's 4 9 i think right um yeah yeah, yeah that one who knows me on when they depart this world, they, they will attain me. But then the verse right after that, Krishna says, um, 
Tasma Sarveshu Kaleshu, this one? No, no, no. Vitaraga. Bhaya Kroda. Yeah, Vitaraga Bhaya Kroda. So being being freed from attachment, fear, and anger. Right. Being fully absorbed in me and taking refuge in me. Many, many persons in the past have become purified by knowledge of me and they attain, they attain transcendental knowledge of me. And I think, you know, this is in the section where Krishna is talking about like why he appears, why he has come. And I think it's so important to listen to that because it's like, oh, how did they attain you, Krishna? By becoming free of attachment, fear and anger. And yes. it's like, there's no way if I'm holding on to the things that I think make me, you know, who I am, if I'm holding on to my fear, we see this so much happening in our social media wars right now. If I'm holding on to my anger, my wrath, yes. my, yes. my sense of like, I'm right and you're wrong and, uh, you know, like this, then it's like, I'm not going to attain Krishna. It says it there in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, I'm not making this up. And so mm. I think we just need to be very clear about that. It's like Krishna's telling us very clearly what, what has to be done. And it's just a, like, yeah, go for it. No, I was going to say, I have a new question. Um, yeah. I have my... We really need to get together about making some merch. But I have my who am I beyond my trauma yes. question that I, I haven't posted yet because um, the reason I didn't post it yet is because people are super sensitive. And because everyone's complaining, they'll think I'm calling them out. So I just like, <laughs> waited on it. But I have a new one based on this conversation. Yeah. Um, who would I be if I didn't have any fear? Mm. Because I, you know, I'm, I, what makes me kind of phrase it in this way um, is when you think about the term like phobia. Now, phobia means like an irrational fear. And this term phobia has been connected to a lot of things now homophobia, transphobia, Islamophobia, et cetera, all these different homophobia. Um, I don't know what you call it, the race phobia thing, but. Uh, but there's xenophobia. Xenophobia. Xeno, xenophobia and mm. So there's this irrational... No, phobia is supposed to be an irrational fear. As a sidebar, I think some fears are rational, but that's besides the point I'm trying to make right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the word phobia has been like an irrational fear, and we've seen people... ...mistreated because of an irrational fear. Yeah. So if that phobia wasn't there, how would those, let's say, groups of people, I mean, just in this example, be treated? How would, I, how would I look at someone like Donald Trump? Let's say, sorry to give such a dramatic example. <laughs> My phone's about to die. How would I look at someone like, like Donald Trump if I didn't have any fear of him? Mm. Now, I know people may think, I don't, I'm not afraid of him. If I see him on the street... It's like, I think <laughs> fear is one of those things that easily masks itself. And so that's mm. recognize that that's where it's coming from. Like, I think mm. when, when, you t when you tell someone that they're homophobic, for example, I don't think that registers in their mind as fear when they're acting out or lashing out against someone who might be homosexual. Just for example, I don't think it registers in their, their psyche as that's fear that's motivating that. So mm. very, it appears that fear has a very unique quality of hiding itself from our... So is, I'm going to use the word circumspection, but I don't think I'm using that right. So our investigation, that might be a better word. It has yeah. a unique way of hiding itself from our investigation. So people may not think they're afraid of like Trump, for example. But at the end of the day, here's a guy with a lot of power, 
who can put into place a lot of policies that can really wreck my life and the lives mm. of everyone else. So there's fear there, naturally. It's natural fear. So who would I, who, what type, who would I be if I didn't have any fear? It's a very mm. interesting question to ask. I'm even putting the question to myself right now. When mm. I think of the sort of fears I have, what would I do if I didn't have any fear? Like now, I, you know, there are certain decisions um, that I was prepared to take for travel. And I talked to different people. And they're like, are you sure about that? And with all the whispers coming in the air, you know, their fears are kind of trans, trans, uh, what's the word, transferred yeah. uh, to me. And then, I, and then it made me think, like, if I didn't have this fear, I would be ready to move in this direction. That doesn't mean, I think there's fear in the different modes of nature. So that might be something we can explore at a later time also. But yeah. it's just an interesting question to see how fear shapes so much of our persona. And how would our persona be dra dramatically changed or altered if mm. that wasn't a factor? It might be a cool exercise to like do, like in a journal or something. It who might be a... Be? Who, how would I think? How would I act? How would I speak? If I mm. didn't fear. Mm. Mm. I think it's thing to think about actually. I think it's an amazing exercise that maybe we can we can do or we can maybe think of like a creative way how to do it on on chit chat with like question and answers or people like sharing their realizations. But immediately when you're speaking like this about how would I be without fear, I'm thinking immediately of Prahlad Maharaj and his fearlessness in the face of Hiranyakashipu and kind of how he held himself, how he spoke, you know, the amazing, beautiful shlokas that he's, you know, speaks in, 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 in the Bhagavatam. And it's just like, whenever I read Prahlad Maharaj, I always like, I always feel like, wow, this is so beautiful. I am so not here. And I, I know, right. Who, and I, and I, like, who knows when I will be, I don't know, maybe not in this lifetime, it doesn't look like it, you know? And I think like, I think, I think with, I think with that question of like, well, who would I be without fear? I think it's a really amazing and beautiful question. But then, and I think it, we should get it on a shirt. Absolutely. Or, you know, the way that you, the way that you phrase it, we, we really do need to start a merch line. No more blanketism. <laughs> um, by the way, I use that term today with like a very academic person and they didn't bat an eye. They thought it was a real term. So... <laughs> I'm just saying, blanketism is real. So no more blanketism. Who are you beyond your trauma? And um, what what would you look like if you didn't have fear or something? Yeah, we'll work on. I'll work on phrasing it. But yeah, yeah we're, how would I think? How would I think? How would I act? How would I speak? Who would I be? Didn't mm. have fear. Mm. Yes. And then I feel like there was another shirt, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway, the question that I was going to make, like the counter question to that was, I think it's a really cool exercise yeah. that everyone should do. And I think I will do it. Put our creative minds together. I think I will do it as well uh, this evening. But I'm wondering about like, what is my... Um... Well, no, I guess what I'm thinking is like, when I do this exercise, perhaps I'll start to understand what my relationship with fear is, you know, like that's, I think I'm very interested in what my relationship with fear is, why I'm, why I'm so afraid of fear, what's keeping me from my potential, you know, what's keeping me from like reading Prahlad Maharaj and being like, whoa, Prahlad Maharaj is like, and I'm like all the way down here. 
it's it's a very interesting thing because i think i think i'm what i'm speaking what i'm trying to say from a personal level it's like oftentimes i always wonder about like processing your trauma or like you know moving through the fears or like what do you need to do to get past the fears so it's like yeah you know we went through kind of remember like a month ago we went through like how to deal with um something that you're addicted to right and we went through all these like different steps and whatever and we were just like okay so if i have a codependent relationship with fear let's call it that you know let's say i have a codependent relationship with fear the first thing um i'm gonna do is like recognize it it's like okay i have the fear like this and like that and then i have to start like figuring out what to do about that you know like i feel like it's very specific to each and every person and maybe this is something for another chit chat because something that i'm wondering about is like what what does that look like you know what does facing your fears look like i'm seeing like so many comments dr ramsey is saying um i i think we're they're really okay you're back now are you back i i think so oh it was fine this whole time. Fear kept me from going to an Iskand temple for almost 10 years. Oh, Imagine nice. where I'd be now if I hadn't let that fear rule me. Okay. That's an amazing question. Jaya, you keep on moving around. It's like working and then not working. There would be a lot less anger without fear. Yes, PB chat, that's so wonderful. Fearless equals Srila Prabhupada, yes. They're saying that they can see me only. So once again, it seems like it's your connection, Jaya, not mine. Um, <laughs> oh, Krishna. So just, okay, he's gonna come back once again. I'm very surprised that my um, Wi-Fi in Ecuador is better than United States Wi-Fi. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that there. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> okay, Jaya's back, everyone. We're, we're continuing. <laughs> Krishna. <laughs> Jaya's coming. Jaya's coming. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anyway, I don't know. It's like good until the very end. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying that I'm very surprised that uh, your United States Wi-Fi is not as good as my Ecuador Wi-Fi. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you saying about Dr. Ramsey, what he was saying? I was reading his, his quote. I think you read it already. Yes, I that did. Coming to the temple. Yes, yes. And I think that's very interesting. You know, Jaya, you're still cutting in and out a little bit. So I don't know, maybe your spot isn't so good. But bad internet karma. Yes, Sanjeev Anirata. That's exactly what it is. Okay, it seems stable now. I can see you really clearly, but um, I can't hear you. It's very laggy. Yeah. Anyway, I, no, yeah, I'm lagging. I'm not speaking. 
anyway, we've hit our quota of half an hour, which is what chit chat is supposed to be. Sometimes we go on for an hour, but um, the internet, the inter the bad internet karma has gotten us once again. So uh, maybe we should just call it call it for today, Jaya, and then uh, and then we'll continue tomorrow and we'll continue talking about fear. I think it's a really good topic. Yes, I think that's what we shall do. So I will say thank you so much for being here, Sham and Jagadish Hari and Induleka Devi, Sanjivani Radha, PB Chat, uh, Bhakti Ramsey, Madhavapuri. Thank you all so much for being here and for all your wonderful comments. And we shall continue talking about fear tomorrow at 6 p.m. Okay? Okay. Bye, Jai. Haribo. Later. Bye, everyone. Sorry. Bye, bye, bye. No worries. Hare Krishna.